Welcome to Our Thoughts On, a podcast where we express our thoughts on music, the industry, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Ali McSwain and Michael Gonzalez. We're happy to have you here. Enjoy the podcast. Good afternoon, all podcast listeners. This is Michael Gonzalez, pr- program director for Dolphin Radio, uh, JU's own radio station. And here we are with another episode of Our Thoughts On. And of course, we do have the founder, Ali McSwain, uh, founder of music promotional company, McSwain Music. And new on the show, we have the hall manager of the Linda Berry Stein College of Fine Arts venue management team, Nicholas Mosley, who's also majors in composition here. Jay, welcome, Nick, to the show. Here, we Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Our Thoughts On. And as tradition, Ali, would you please tell the, the listeners back home what we're going to be talking about? So today we're going to be talking about the history of David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Wow, Nick. Thanks. We always love in there. <laughs> <laughs> reiteration. Um, anyway, so RIP David Bowie. Um, he's been gone for almost, well, four years now. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? I remember when the super, those Super Bowl ads started coming out with his songs. I don't know if you guys remember that this but like as a tribute all this nfl team and advertisers would just put their music or some sort of commemoration for david bowie yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys remember that yeah i do i do too um so today is a special show because yeah. not only do we have nick mosley here but um we we're doing an actual profile on an artist today yeah. which has never been done on this show before we usually talk about broad topics about that play around all different types of artists or new coming artists of all, all forms. So today's mm-hmm. going to be a little special because we're going to be going on um, a specific artist today. Yeah. So first of all, can we, let's go around the table and see what you know, a little bit of um, facts or factoids or little background information you know about David Bowie. And if it's all right, we'll start off ladies first. Oh, right, McSwain. Cool. So, honestly, I didn't really know that much about David Bowie until I listened to Under Pressure by Queen. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, who's this guy? Um, and then I did my research. Um, well, David Bowie, and by research, I mean listen to all of his music. Mm, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's just someone that was unique and different and, like, there's something, there's a special love in my heart for artists in the UK. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just weird, um, I guess. But um, David Bowie, like, the way that he was himself and he was just fully himself was very inspiring to me. Um, I'm not good about numbers per se, but as far as, like, when he did this or when he did that. But what I do know is that David Bowie has been a big inspiration with his music. And so, yeah, you want to talk a little bit about him? Yeah, um, uh, something that you said, he was always wanting to be himself. That's actually kind of not true. Really? Like, whenever it was more towards the um, early part of his uh, career, whenever mm-hmm. he actually started dressing like a woman, yeah, um, he actually needed, like, the push from his then-wife at the time like mm-hmm. just like just go for it dude like come on yeah. go for it well what do, what do you have to lose type deal yeah I, I guess i should rephrase that he was always like i don't know showcasing his per- personality in a way he That's wasn't like 
maybe he wasn't 100% like himself all the time. He wasn't always confident in himself, but he was unique. That's yeah. fair. And speaking of not always himself, the many personas that he created throughout the years that yeah. has influenced so many musicians. Mm -hmm. Um if I remember correctly, it was 1972, whenever he introduced Ziggy yeah, to Stardust. Yeah, I think so. And that pretty much just sparked the glam rock revolution. Like, yeah. That's why we had, I don't really consider them glam rock, but they really are on Queen in 1973. Yeah. You had, um, what else? Poison and later on in mm -hmm. Generation, Motley Crue, etc. You had those people that were inspired by Bowie, Queen, um, one thing that I really love that no one ever really talks about or I guess really knows is that in 1964, he actually helped founded um, a movement of being fair. I forget the exact organization's name, but it was yeah. um, overall was just be fair to men with long hair. Yeah. And that really resonates with me because his... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know me, you know I have fabulous long locks. Um, no. But <laughs> <laughs> That's child's play. Uh, Your hair is child's play. Oh, Just okay. kidding. Interesting. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, back at the time, it, what was it? Everyone with, every guy with long hair was either called darling or, oh, let me hold your handbag type situation. Oh. And that's really not changed in yeah. the modern era. Well, I remember three years ago for me personally, I was at the mall and some guy pretty much just okay so here's the scene i'm fixing my hair in the restroom mm -hmm. a guy walks out of the stall and is like you can't be in here i turn around this is before i had my facial hair grown yeah. out so like i turn around and was like oh oh crap dude sorry <laughs> and then he just walked out like so stuff like that really hasn't changed wow so you just walked out you didn't even say i am a man Huh? No, he, I wasn't too in shock. That was yeah. the first time it's ever wow. happened to me. Yeah, I don't know what I would do either. I I looked it up, but, and yeah, it was a 1964 interview, and he was protesting with his group. Um, it was Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Long-Haired Men. Yeah, that's it. And um, they're being... Um, Categorized as um, what you call it? They're being cut as like woman, womanish from the from the back, or sometimes less than a regular person, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. And that interview was while David Bowie was 17 years old, mm -hmm. and by this time, by this time, um, he I, there's pictures online. He had that Beatle-esque haircut, especially 1964. Yeah, like kind of like the <laughs> um, bowl shaped, and that was which was really interesting, and um, and it does go around a little from the sides, which I could see it being as an activist group as um, wearing your hair in a f potentially feminine way, <coughs> but it's just long hair, um, so especially 1964 where like those norms were like really high, mm -hmm. so um, yeah. Um, definitely, I could see um, that act activist activist group r rising back then, and in those some instances, yeah, I could see it doing it in your in your um, from your perspective from I what mean, happened. I find it funny because it's like, 
a lot of the rock and roll like era like 80s were known for long hair bands you That's know what true. i mean so it's like i don't know you got both sides of the spectrum you got people that take long hair as you know heavy metal like head banging sort of stuff but then you have people that are like ah oh, long hair is really feminine so yeah i think i don't know there's ways to look at it but i i I feel like stereotyping or you know what i'm saying like (laughs) stereotyping wow there you go (laughs) michael you remember when i was struggling to find poet that one time yikes do you okay we will bring that up (laughs) (laughs) go watch our other podcast if you're interested anyway stereotyping is not cool and if a person wants their hair to be long or they want their hair to be short, then let them have their hair the way they want to have their hair. It's not your hair. You shouldn't decide on how long or short your hair is. Anyway, let's get back on David Bowie. <laughs> Alright, so Nick, you're 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 uh, an avid, passionate David Bowie fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so <laughs> what what cra- what had what? <laughs> it sounded like you're about to be like David Bowie trivia. Let's go. I was going to say, um, what got you interested in him first? Okay. Okay. So I don't know how deep I want to get with this. How deep are we allowed to get on this podcast? Um, <laughs> the only bad words we're allowed to say is ass and damn, but the expression damn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Like, so growing up, um, around adolescence i didn't have a father figure um okay. that was that component of my life was completely absent non-existent mm-hmm. and i needed to look to other male role models in my life um and there were none so i started looking into what i was listening to so i started looking into queen primarily with freddie mercury obviously okay and then David Bowie, um, whenever Alan, like Allie, whenever I heard Under Pressure, I was like, who is this other guy? And how is he blessed to work with Queen? Like, I got to yeah. listen to this. Mm. Um, and then I started doing my research into both Freddie and Bowie. And they both just resonated with me and sort of just helped mold me into the guy I am today. Interesting. So it's more, it is musical preference, but it's mm. also like, a real personality thing, like personal thing for me. I see. Now, um, for my case, I, I, you guys are telling me that you guys first time heard David Bowie was with Queen. Um, I, I guess I kind of did the same, but my case, Under Pressure was one of those s- first songs I started hearing when I was first getting into Queen. So I thought like, oh, that's just another singer. Of of the of the Queen band, the thing is, this like when I was like first got into this whole the qu- whole Queen side of things, and then I started re- trying to hear for his voice again in other songs. And like, oh, okay, he, he must have just been the bassist or something <laughs> that just like gets one song or the drummer. Like, hey, everybody. Mr. Dinkin or Deacon, <laughs> I said Dinkin. Wow, <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, and um, it took eventually a long time to find out that. Um, and that <coughs> keep in mind, I didn't know what featuring means or mm-hmm. featuring meant. 
so I know David Bowie was in the song title there, but I, was, I just thought like, oh, he was part of the band somehow. I don't know. This was really, really young me that, that didn't know much about music. So eventually I just started, I started like fidgeting with all the songs of Queen. And then I s- noticed again that Qu- uh, Queen, comma, David Bowie. And there was like a l- little hyperlink. You can click on David Bowie. And I'm like, my whole, <laughs> my whole music <laughs> world changed after that. It, it, was, it was just an explosion of, of just imaginary music. Not, I don't know if that's a way to express it, but creative, <laughs> like fairy, t- not fairy tale, like kind of like mystic or sometimes just adventurous. Or it's always like it's like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to explain, but they <laughs> they call it art rock. Art rock. Yeah, which I, I mean, I can see. I could see it too. Yeah, it's definitely goes out there and yeah it's definitely the first time i've ever heard music like that before and he just had his own style that just made me made me and i can t- imagine just other hundreds and hundreds of thousands of even millions of um listeners just keep listening to his catalog of music and uh, and that's how i got into the, the david bowie yeah. um I find it funny because all of us, like, the first time we heard him was because of Under Pressure. But, like, he obviously had a bigger impact in the UK than he did here. We can all agree on that, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if... I wonder what his impact would be on us if we grew up in the UK. It's like, would we first hear Under Pressure or would we first hear, you know, Life on Mars or Starman or something like that? That being said, what was your guys' first Bowie track? Aside from, like, not featuring... So not under pressure. Ooh. Allie, you want to go first? Um, what? The Currently <laughs> looking on Spotify. Jesus. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first track that I had on repeat was Life on Mars. Sorry, I stopped hitting the table. Um, <laughs> How dare you say that? How dare. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Life on Mars, I was like, wow, this is such a great song. But I think the first track that I ever heard was... Is it called Just Dance? It's not Just Dance, is it? Just Dance. Put on your red shoes yeah. and dance the blues. Uh, yeah, What's the name? It. Is it called Just Dance? Yeah, it's Just Dance. Okay. That I was ne- in, like, I think, 1983. Yeah, I think that was my first song. I'm surprised it's not on one of his top mm. hits. But, yeah. Mm. Or, mm. um, so, do you guys watch SNL? Yes. Religiously. <laughs> Do you know when it, Jimmy Fallon did Space Odyssey, but he yes. was acting to be Tim Tebow? Oh, then no. <sighs> Never mind. Vaguely. You gotta yeah. check it out. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, hilarious. But um, he he did a parody of Space Odyssey, and so I it, it, Bowie like sporadically appeared in my life until i actually checked him out you know i was like he was mm. like sprinkled in there and then <coughs> i think i was in junior college or community college and then i was like let's do my research mm. <laughs> so um for me i'd yeah. say the first song i ever like listened to religiously of david bowie just over and over and over again uh-huh. would be Starman. I I know it's overplayed, but and it's like one of his big ones. 
but it just I don't listen to that like <laughs> it that. hits different it hits different <laughs> I, it's hard to express <laughs> the, the, the thing is when I first found out about David Bowie I, I, like, I just I realized the only thing I knew about him is that he worked with Queen once yeah and I didn't know I was like oh no Queen I never I, I don't hear anyone talking about David Bowie especially the the people I hung out with or my my family never talked about David Bowie so I was I was side note I was like the only person like to really open the doors for my family to rock and roll or just the rock genre wow and um I never heard David Bowie before and I, when I heard when I just I, I just YouTubed him at that time there was like no Spotify I'm pretty sure I just did YouTube and the first one of the first songs I saw was Starman and I just gave it a listen and I'm telling you his songs ever since the get-go just like transported me just to like a different place it was like whoa I feel like I'm I was I was a kid then but I felt like I was younger than a kid and I was just like free and adventurous and there's this guy on in space that just like loves us all and he wants to share his music with us. I'm like, whoa, that sounds awesome, man. And uh, obviously it's like not realistic in, in some like space alien guy. But um, it's still a really nice message about like sharing music and beautiful music to th- the general public. And um, I just listen to that ev- on night rides, on c- nightly car rides, um, b- while I'm going to sleep at night. Or just like, well, even in the shower, and just like I had to listen to this song so many times, probably m- over a hundred times, and it was I it got to a point where, um, I would show it to my friends, and they're like, "Dude, what the heck? <laughs> I don't care about this." That's about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really care about this. Show me some, I don't know what artist, but show me some Usher. Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> um, so then I just started liking David Bowie on my own time, and Starman was like the what's that? What's that name? The um, you might call it like um you might call it um gateway drug. It was my gateway drug to all of his other incredible <laughs> songs. That's Smoking a good way to put it. Bowie. That's a good way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Bowie sounds like a drug. Like, I'm going to go to the back and I mean, do some for, Bowie. I mean, he is a trip. Oh, God. But Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ow. Did you hate yourself? Professor Mosley. Prof- wow. Professor <laughs> Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, Nick, um, your turn. Let's hear what's your first okay, song. <laughs> so I want to say Space Oddity, but I know that wasn't it because it was a cover. Okay. So I can't say that. But the one I do remember that sticks out the most was Fame. Mm. from later in his career mm. um and that i actually saw that um what was it? it was it was in a film it was in friday 2 i never heard it friday the sequel to friday oh okay oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um pinky is getting out of his limo and walking to his record shop and you hear a fame just start playing Spoilers. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, big plot point, guys. Um, <laughs> Please tell me what fame is. Oh wait, no, I've never seen the movie. Don't tell me what fame is. <laughs> but um, that wasn't funny. I'm sorry. Go. Ahead. Yikes. Anyways, um, the roast. 
Yeah, so Fame was the first um, song I've ever heard by David Bowie. Mm. What kind of impact did it make get on you? It was something I'd never heard before because primarily, okay, so my mom and my um, brother, like, we come from, like, a really hard rock family, I guess is nice. the way to put it. Like, rock on. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Metallica, Megadeth, that type of thing. Okay. So whenever I started branching off and listening to this other stuff, it was just like, what are you doing with yourself? What are you, <laughs> like, it's good stuff. But why, though? That type mm. of thing. And then whenever I heard fame, I was just like, I got to listen to this. And then, like you, it became my gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> but I then I heard Space Oddity. I was like, this is completely different. Oh, yeah. And it was otherworldly to me. Can I, can I say something? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it was essentially... What I liked about David Bowie is that he embraced the weird. He embraced the experimental. He had all these phases, and I know, he, I know. Previously, he said it, it was with the help of his um, his wife at the time, and um, I, from the view of the, of the general public, it's just like, whoa, he's such an independent guy. He's such a he's such a unique man, and he's not afraid to show off his perspectives. And he was so experimental. Like, um, I hate to bring this up. The Beatles, they had uh, many experimental phases, They and they were such an influence to so many artists. But the thing is that they, they changed their norm. If you go from the early Beatles to late Beatles, it's like complete 180. Mm-hmm. What I like about David Bowie is that he, like, changed seasons. You know, he had, like, a change in style, like, in every season, and every, every one of his characters. And all his songs were portrayed differently. And what's good about that is his variety. So not only his variety is incredible, and his different... Um, complete 180 shifts but um and the amount of times he did it too um it's also the fact that he he, he stands out he's unique and it, if anything what it can be gained from a general public is that you to not be afraid to stand out for who you want to who you want to be what kind of person you want to s- values you want to stand for wh- who who you what you want to believe you dress a certain way, dress however you want to be. You want to listen to something, listen to something. So, like, in your family, they're, like, hard, hardcore rockers. And you started listening to David Bowie, which is totally understandable. It's, it's still in the spectrum of rock, but just imagine other, other people trying to listen to their own music. Um, especially at the time where, like, um, before it was, like, shifts from jazz to rock and roll, and then rock and roll to, I don't know, what was it, punk, maybe? No. Yeah, the disco punk or in something like the late seventies, punk, and then disco in the late seventies. Especially yeah. if you're not in their train, you're out. So like, especially if you don't listen to the right music, that you just be like an outcast. So if anything, David Bowie was a strong proponent of being embrace the outcast, mm-hmm. be your own person, and it, <coughs> and there's so many s- examples of that. Like if you come from an orthodox family, and they listen to just traditional country music, and then you <laughs> listen to I don't know, David Bowie, in this case. It's a complete 180. And your pa- uh, sometimes if you, your family could take it a certain way, and sometimes they're like, oh, he's listening to the devil music, you know, and some stuff like that. And what I like about David Bowie is that he just embraced the weird, embraced the outcast, and live it, live your personality on your sleeve. And that's honestly one of the big kudos that I would be able, for me personally, remember his music and his artistry as. Sorry, uh, Ali, I didn't know you, I know you I did have to say completely something. completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it was cool. 
Um, I agree with you. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Um, but <clears throat> I feel like if you like, I don't know. He's such an interesting character, you know, because it's like he always puts on this, these personas and it's like, oh, he's this person this day and he's this person that way. And then, like, I feel like, you know, people are always like, who is he really? You know, and they're always like striving to find that. But I feel like Bowie was the type of person that was like, you're you're never going to know who I really am. And that's only for me to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I'm only on stage um so you can see this persona i want to portray i'm not on there to be you know my exact self obviously like his personas were influenced by his thoughts and his ways uh but i still feel like he was an interesting cat and i feel like there are a lot of personality traits about him that we probably will never know you know just because there's a lot that goes behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and um and there are artists out there that are like completely 100% vulnerable. And like, I respect that. You know what? I ugh. don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. Um, that like, mm. if you want to be vulnerable as an artist, be vulnerable as an artist. But it's, it's a hard thing to do. Did you guys watch the uh, Taylor Swift documentary? No. I no. Okay. Well, losers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, sh- they really went through like the bes- behind the scenes of her life, and like I'm very skeptical. Skeptical. I can't. Goodness, who chose me for this podcast? I can't even talk. <laughs> anyway, um, I chose myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. Anyway, um. Taylor Swift documentary. Um, she was vulnerable, and like you saw a lot of her that like you normally don't see with artists. Like I think the scene that really shocked me was that she was in a room with three older men who I think were her managers, and they were having a meeting about what she was gonna post on social media, and that was it. You know, she she was asking them if this was okay for her to post on social media. So going back to David Bowie, it just shows how hard it is to be vulnerable. But I feel like he was able to create a persona that allowed him to express his feelings in a manner that was accepted worldwide. Interesting. So, uh, y'all can... I I was gonna say feed off of that. I was gonna bring out the maybe we can do some music analysis. Music analysis. Yes. Yeah. Is that alright with you guys? This is so my cup of tea, dude. So you guys want to do from top five five going to number one or number one going to five? Five going to one. All right. So I got this list from the most popular David Bowie songs oh, on okay. Spotify. All right. All right. Okay. So number five. Surprisingly, with uh, currently on popularity, it's Life on Mars. My favorite. Honestly. Uh, I, I honestly, where can I start with this song? It's just so beautiful. It's got a Apparently, <laughs> what, I, what I've heard about this song is pretty great things. Um, for example, David Bowie used to be a songwriter. 
for companies and um he was he um he was actually given a comp like a a request to make a song for Sinatra ah and um the song didn't go well and instead uh the producers decided to go with someone el- another songwriter's process for fr- for Sinatra and that song happened to have been my way from Frank Sinatra ah uh. mm-hmm. and what David Bowie did was he got his little revenge. And yeah. And what he did was he got some the, the template of my way, fixed, uh-huh. a, fixed some chords around and put into a piano fashion. And he got Life on Mars. I could see Sinatra singing Life on Mars. I, ooh, I would kill to watch that. That, that just sounds up his alley, too. Yeah. But um, it's a god awful. Like, even add it's the, a god awful. Yeah. Add some swing to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly would cringe. <laughs> That's just me personally. Mm. I can see that. I can see it going good. I can see it going bad. Um, yeah. And but it's just like, it's just a great song. It, the piano is just beautiful. I think, my opinion, for me, it's one of the most beautifully composed songs you've made. It just, and it's the beautiful the aspect of it being simple yet complicated. And. To express that, it's like the piano, just it's a simple piano, and then it adds other instrumentals to it, and it just really, for me, it's just something you could go on with his theme. It, I feel like that this is, in my opinion, you could, everyone has their own David Bowie song that they could see as his David Bowie centerpiece, but um. I feel like this is one of his most beautiful, so- beautifully written songs, and it has a deeper meaning. And it just—it's just really beautiful. I, it's hard to explain, but it's, in my opinion, this is the most, cen- this most centerfold, the most central point of his whole vibe, if anything, his whole personality, his his whole persona. It all just goes down to life on mars and my, for me but everyone has their own different song when it comes to this but um it just it's just so beautiful I, i'm gonna stop talking about how beautiful it is uh nick can you give your remarks on on life on mars it's i yeah i'm just like <laughs> there's so much i can go into right now but um <laughs> one of the things i really like like this is from the music analysis side of things okay. um Throughout the entire song, you have this dis- chromatic descending line with the piano, yeah. um, and then eventually it just ascends later mm. on. Um, what is the section? It's, uh, yeah, um, at that point, um, wait, what's the what's the bloody lyric? It's, uh, at that point, it's like, dun, dun. Talking about, it's something about fighting, right? No, that's, um, at the big... Um, Sailors fighting in the dance hall. Yeah, then no, it's before that. That's before that. Yeah, it's ah, Jesus. Anyways, you guys should here. I'll look up lyrics as you talk about it. But anyways, like the music analysis side of things, um, I really wish I came prepared for that. Um, hold on. 
It's all good, man. <laughs> Allie, do you want to go on something like talk about it while oh. I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I so when I listen to it, I I don't know. I almost get like a musical theater vibe a little bit, but that may be a stretch. But it paints a story very well. I I have yet to comprehend exactly what the story is. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, I'll never understand. I was like, what? I mean, there's some things that, like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Communism. I'm sorry, uh, consumerism. And like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, looking at perspective from the planet Mars, if there's yeah. an audience, like Earth is like the big theater production. Yeah. And, but some things I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's cool because some things I just don't want. It's kind of cool because some things I'll, I'll be totally fine if I don't understand it. Yeah. And it definitely paints a portrait so beautifully. Yeah. Like, um, I hate to s- steer a little off, but um, there's this Don McLean song on uh, the life of Vincent Van Gogh. It's called Vincent. And yeah. it really portrays his life in a beautiful light. And this is what I like about David Bowie, too, is like he, it's like a portrait. Something mm-hmm. something beautiful that you can you can see it just by hearing it yeah yep um did you find the line you were looking for Nick? yeah um um um, so it has a chord but the film is a saddening bore for she's lived it ten times or more and it's just ascending at that point in time and but before it was descending and it's just a beautiful contrast between like that build up yeah like the beginning of the story to like whenever she's wondering is there life on mars that type of deal so i feel i feel like that could be like one of the reasons why people like um when the beat drops and like clubs like, oh it's about to drop <laughs> it's about to drop and like, as they ask her to focus on <laughs> we should start a club like that where we oh just play God. david bowie <laughs> oh yes we actually will be called the bowie heads or the the streakers. Uh, the bows. The bows. <laughs> like oh, wait, no, that's a vacuum company. <laughs> that's bows. some sort of company already. Never mind. Ah. We invite everyone to come to our club, and we're like, we're going to be hip and cool, and then we play Life on Mars by David Bowie. And like everyone's like, what in the world? And then us three are on the dance floor. like It's called yeah. a slow dance, people. <laughs> <laughs> we just go crazy. <laughs> All right. um, it was like, um, well... Let's let's jump into the next song. Okay. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? It's number four. Spring oh. holiday. I want to say heroes, but I know that has to be number two. <laughs> I've had this up the whole time. You had this up. Hold on. What was it? <laughs> That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> this is in jeopardy. That's cheating. <laughs> At number four is space oddity. Space oddity. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it. Starts out with the guitar, and you know, it's just uh, it sounds. It's a really soft intro, like kind of like down to earth, like simple chords, and then you get all this obscure space sounding sa- sounding sounds of anything, and it just teleports you. Like back then, especially, there was like, whoa, we're going to moon. What what uh, what? We have all this science stuff we don't really understand. Shout out to Elton. Um, <laughs> Um, and if anything, it gives like, <laughs> if anything, it gi- I don't know when, do you know when the song came out? It was right before, um, the moon landing actually. So perfect. That was yeah, like, like perfect this for is, the audience. This was a perfect release. And especially during, um, before that there was like 
2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, and you can really, s- and it was just the idea of this science fiction and then mixture with reality, how this can actually come come to be. Like mm-hmm. you're getting lost in space and like you losing a relationship with your wife or something. Yeah. And um, <coughs> it's it's just a w- another prime example of how great he does of telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think about the song? Um, do you want to go ahead or? Sure. Um, I honestly like. I think it's it's a it's a fairly simple song, but like the main like as far as music goes, um, the lyrics are very intricate, and um, um, I at one point it became just pure chaos of just like techno sounds. Yeah. Obscure, like, sound effects. Just to show, like, how... Mm. Kind of like a transition to, like, dude, you're going to Mars. Sorry, dude, you're going to space. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh! What if David Bowie has planned a release for, like... When we, when, go, to when we go to Mars. Like, before his death. He was just like, hey, yeah. you own this music. Um, whenever they create a, a launch to Mars release the song here's a hit wonder take this right there <laughs> release it when we go to mars <laughs> bro that would be awesome i mean you could i don't know th- they lost a good opportunity right there when they made the martian <laughs> you know to put oh th- you're right they lost a good opportunity right there so um um so space oddity do you have any more remarks no i just the emphasis in the song i feel like is more on the lyrics than anything else so yeah Yeah. just um i would say a fun fact but it's rather depressing um about the song um it wasn't it was well received for a brief time but then it quickly like just went down the charts like (laughs) people lost interest in it it was sort of just like bowie's little touch to fame like then this, it just this is a song that brought out. him up to like. It was on. Um, it was his debut album. Debut and album and debut okay. single. Um, yeah. but the song overall was well received for the moment, and then just mm, David see. Who, basically. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. And then whenever the moon landing happened, like that's whenever it kind of picked up speed again. Mm. But wow. again, for that brief little moment. And now it's like highly regarded as one of his most ideal songs like iconic songs exactly it was actually one of the first songs i ever learned by him on guitar oh wow, wow. all right you guys ready to n- n- number three yeah or do you have any more remarks mm-hmm. actually? no 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 i was going to I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember what number three was because we'll miss cheater cheater over here <laughs> all right i'm joking ali i'm joking <laughs> so fine. i mean i had looked at it before you even pulled it yes, up that is true. so it's like That's i true. was i I cheated the system before there was a system. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, Starman by David Bowie. Uh, Michael's gateway drug. <laughs> it is my gateway drug. <laughs> I, I I'm a proud owner of this of this experience, and um, Starman. Ooh. Oh my god! I don't even know where to start. There's a. St- oh my god! Uh, wow. It's just a. Explain it, just how beautiful it is. I don't know if you've ever seen the album name for Starman. Like oh, it's um Ziggy, the fall of yeah. the, ri- the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the, the 
Something like that. Uh, yeah, Fall and Rise of Ziggy Stardust. It was like uh, album art, and in the back you see K West. I was like, back then I was like, what is K West? I'm like, is it Key West or something? And <laughs> I didn't think it was Key West at first. I thought it was like Kanye. I know I was stupid. <laughs> I was stupid. I was Kanye. <laughs> so um, I was like, whoa, that's so cool. It's like predicted Kanye. Um, <laughs> they were warning us. <laughs> Not only has he <laughs> predicted the moon landing, he's predicted Kanye's rise. <laughs> so yeah, he's um he's that Starman. If anything, um, I like Starman so much. I just don't even know where to start. I. No, Ali, you take it away from here. I just there's a good pun in that. I don't know where to start. Anyway, um, wow. I, I feel like I don't know. I I like the song. It's not my 100 like my go-to. Um, <coughs> sorry, Michael. It's fine. I'm a disappointment. Um, but I do respect his album art for the song. I feel like it was something that was very unique and very him. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. It's the one that goes, there's a star man. Yep. Uh, in the sky. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know You'd that like much about it. Us? I can sing along to it. But. When he thinks he's low on lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just what I like about it. Just like this idea, kind of like this, not really godlike creature, but in a way, yes, mm-hmm. that he just... A down to earth kind of guy, you know, not like, oh, this mighty, I shall, <laughs> I shall smite thee. Here's some music. Here's some music. Uh, imagine alien takeover, but they just land on earth and just start playing Starman. Oh my God. Yeah, we're like, <gasps> aliens. It's like everyone that thought he was an alien is like, I knew it. <laughs> we, we sent out a message with the, this guy in the 70s or 60s. Yeah. Like, we're trying to fun. warn you guys. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much clearer do we have to be? Oh, boy. But, uh, yes, yeah, Simon is pretty good. We sent our lead general, David Bowie. You remember him? <laughs> Here comes the general. You know, we, we, we abducted him. <laughs> and, like... Back when he, we called him... Back whenever he was Davy Jones, we abducted him. And then, uh, yeah. you know... Yeah, and so we're like, we adopted him, we abducted him, and he's like, <laughs> like, come on, give him a message from us, all right? And tell him we're not that bad. We're just here to rock and roll. <laughs> In 2020, <laughs> things are gonna hit the fan, all right? Oh. Things are gonna hit the fan. Um, what's up? So let's go ahead and so Nick, share your thoughts on Starman, and then we'll go through the last two just for time purposes. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. I really don't have anything to say. I'm pretty much with Michael on this. It's a perfectly crafted gem. Ooh. I will say that it's exactly, exactly, my man. A fine pizza pie. <laughs> but um, this, if I remember correctly, this was the album that actually sparked Bowie into the scene, like completely got him in. Mm. Liddy. All right, number two, Rebel Rebel. Ali, hit it from Rebel the back. Rebel. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, obviously, it's one of his upbeat songs that have made it, and I respect that. Um, I feel like I can connect more to the slower songs, like Life on Mars and Spice 
Spice oddity. Spice oddity. Spice oddity. Spice But yeah, it's a good groovy tune. I feel like every artist needs good groovy tunes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree. I'm not saying that there's that it's not special because it is special. It gets you up and moving. But this is an upbeat song with a catchy hook, and we can all respect that. Okay, Nicholas. So. This is absolutely one of my number one favorite, well, not number one, but top five favorite songs okay. by Bowie uh-huh. because he kind of just takes a shot at himself in a way with this because when it, this was after he had gone through the phase of wearing dresses. Mm. Um, obviously, he was still wearing, dressing a feminine, um, but um, the line, Rebel, Rebel, you tore your dress. Rebel, Rebel, your face is a mess. That's a reference to... Um, yeah, to himself back wow. whenever wow. he did, um, back when he was Ziggy, etc. And I just think it's a nice way of not taking yourself too seriously. What what I do like about this is um, that he was a part of the Society for Prevention of Cruelty of to Long Haired Men, and um, I feel like this kind of like urged his protests of like standing out of like proving that it's okay to be yourself it's all right to have long hair it's all right to dress a certain way this exactly. just goes coincides with his idea of rebel rebel um one second you guys keep going number one okay heroes. number one is heroes start us off with heroes nick oh come on you can't let me start oh, off with this this is this is like the number obviously it's the number one because it's number one on spotify but this is the Basically, it's the number one song that everyone knows because yeah. they've heard it. What was it? There was an ad with it recently or like in the past five years, it was used in an ad anyways. But yeah. um, the, the line, we can be heroes just for one day. That's such a self-empowering thing yeah. to say. And I just love how people can grasp just even even single lines from the song like yeah even though you may not know what what's actually going on in the song itself because it goes through so many similar but different cycles at the same time it's it's so i honestly forgot what i was gonna say uh empowering empowering yeah sorry (laughs) but um that's one thing that I really drew in the song. It's just an empowering, like, anthem. And sort of just, like, I don't want to say it was, like, the gateway drug. Not gateway drug, but, like, <laughs> it We're made the a path. Lot about <laughs> gateway drugs. It made the path for, like, electric music in a way. Yeah. Because of so many multi-layering, phasing, etc. Like, obviously, the phasing existed before, like, with yeah. Beatles, with Reich, etc. But, like... This <laughs> it's not I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> Music history flashbacks. Yeah. Piano um, phase. Okay, sorry. But just the way he was able to like push the boundary with that song. Definitely. Just still blows my mind. Heroes is just incredible. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, now we are in time for our closing remarks. Uh-huh. Um, Nick. For peop- people back home, what's a good way to like keep in touch with you? Social media? Hmm? 
you have any social media you'd like oh, to oh, oh, yeah. um, shout out real quick? Okay, so yeah, my Instagram is music theory dude, all one word, all lowercase. Classy. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, I have a business site too, which I use this, um, to get in touch with clients for writing music, scoring films, etc. It's Mosley Music, and you can find it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. All right. The easiest way to get in touch with me. And Allie? Um, McSway Music on Instagram, McSway Music on Facebook. Uh, DM mm-hmm. us if you have any requests. Uh, we'd be happy to help you out. So, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And this is your host, Michael Gonzalez, program director for Dolphin Radio here on JU's own radio station. Uh, this has been another episode of Our Thoughts On. Be sure to tune in next Saturday for another episode of Our Thoughts On. This is us signing out. Goodbye. Have a nice day.